Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish, here once again with my buddies through the miracle of computer phone, here with Chuck Anderson. Hey now. With John Burr. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, good morning. It's the Christmas season. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Is it the first uh, happy day of Hanukkah? Hanukkah. Second day of Hanukkah. Uh, uh, Sunday it started. Um, a day of Hanukkah. I got the kids at home. I'm hiding presents, trying to exchange presents. It's all uh, pretty wild. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in this weird place where my car has been in, like pretty much not functioning for two weeks. I have to put it into the shop. I got one for I, you. Huh. A car? A car, a car. Yeah, yes. we've, we've done this. We've done this before. No, I'm getting it today. Uh, I'll give you your present. I have a present for you. <laughs> a I have a Christmas what? present for you that is perishable. So I need you to come get it anyways. Does, I mean, if, is, it, is it a dog? Poke holes in the top. What do you... No, but I'm... It's cold outside. It's like a refrigerator outside, John. Yeah. Can you just put it outside? Okay, well, I didn't want to tell the story, but I will tell you why I will not put it outside. Okay. So fairly recently, I was returning home... Uh, late night flight. Uh, it was from the holidays, and I wanted food that was bad for me. Pretty desperately, I'd been trapped with my family, eating very healthily. Uh, <clears throat> so on the way home from the airport, I ordered what? What's the most disgusting food that you could order? You think? Devastating. Falafels. Jets pizza, I think. Checkers. Oh, okay. I think it's Jets pizza. It's basically. A dozen donuts covered in uh, marinara sauce and cheese. Uh, je- I, I, like I, it's, we're talking disgusting pizza. Jets doesn't. I mean, make the list really. It's yeah. my man. One Jets, of my Jets messes me up the worst of anything I've oh, ever okay. had. Oh, as far as body, oh, as far body as, effect, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. GI effect. It's basically like eating glue. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so I basically thought I had timed it perfectly. Get home, put the baby to bed. Allie would soon go to bed. I thought I'd be eating, you know, eleven thirty midnight. Scarfing down my so own good personal four-corner Detroit-style pizza. However, 
I didn't realize the baby wouldn't cooperate. Then Allie wants to clean the whole house when we get home. <laughs> I hear the pizza delivered to the outside. And I have, not so the baby can sleep better, but I have an instruction to my Uber Eats person that says, do not knock on the door. Sleeping oh, sure. baby. Yeah, yeah. There is no, in fact, sleeping baby, well, but still. there is sleeping girlfriend. Yeah. So I hear I hear the pizza delivered, and Allie won't stop cleaning. The baby won't go to bed. I'm sitting pretty close to the front door. Then I start hearing a scritching and scratching on the front porch. <laughs> And uh, finally, Allie and the baby go to bed, and I rush outside to rescue my Jets pizza. And there are strange raccoon-shaped scratches <laughs> through the top of the box. And then here's the PhD resistance. I fully intended to eat this entire Jets pizza. The family of raccoons that I later saw <laughs> on the ring thing only ate one piece. One piece was enough for an entire family of raccoons. Well, at least uh, they... They don't take more than they need. Yeah, that's good for them. They don't overeat. They, 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 like they listen to their bodies. They say, yeah. And then stop. sadly, I was too afraid that I somehow thought if I finished the pizza that I would get rabies. <laughs> but I did <laughs> think about finishing the pizza. Aren't, aren't we the only species that eat stuff that's like truly terrible for us? Like I think don't so. Like a lot of well, other animals, they'll go up to something and they'll be like, oh, that's poison. No, but, like, but, like, we, but we dog, don't have like some dogs or goats will eat anything, but I think That's they learned true. it from watching us, Dad. Yeah. Well, but Chuck, long uh, story short, I I can't okay. leave this muffaletta on the porch. Well, why or... don't you just? Oh, it's a muffaletta. Thanks. Oh, so, well, so what? It. What you could do is put it in a bag and then tie a rope around a tree and oh. then hang it like you would if you were camping. Oh, and like, so bears can't get it. it? You, yeah, hang, so you hang it off the it. ground. Yeah. <laughs> we we have raccoons. We have uh we had our our autumnal <laughs> Halloween pumpkins still on the front oh. porch and they hadn't these specific ones hadn't gone bad, you know, turned into like a gooey mush. However, uh something ate them yesterday. Something came through, uh <laughs> bit off about half of each one. I, I don't know. We have a lot of weird animals in our yard. I've made the joke a lot of times. It's like the it's like the Snow White with the menagerie of just like we live in a city. Like we live <laughs> I live close to downtown Nashville and we have like deer, foxes, mm -hmm. raccoons. Do you have turkey? Um I don't I haven't seen a turkey. We, we got a big old we have turkeys hawks around here. Just, They're like, aggressive. Yeah. Chipmunks, <laughs> squirrels, possibly. I was about to say you have a long history with squirrels. I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that squirrel that lived in our house that I had to trap, and then th there was the squirrel accidentally tortured to death by leaving him overnight in a frozen cage. Um, I didn't. I felt horrible about it. Also, this goes back to like how. This goes back to how little I'm prepared for just like living, being an adult, and being a homeowner, like. Like a lot, tons of examples. Obviously, this eight years of the podcast filled with them. Um, like I bought some <laughs> shelves from Target, and it's changed my life. And my and my wife's like, "Yeah, are you are you an idiot? We've needed shelves for forever. You said like eight years ago you didn't want shelves, so I never broached the topic again." And I was like, "What do you mean? I said I didn't want shelves." Like, yeah, I was like, "We should. This room's a wreck. What if we got some like storage shelves?" And you were like, "No, no, no. This is for the podcast. I can't do that." And, she, and so she's like, "I didn't want to bring it up again." But now I'm like, "Shelves are amazing. Our whole house seems so much better." Anyways, um, <laughs> another example of this was like we used to have we used to have the trash cans, you know, like the big city trash cans that we roll out to the street. They were right by the window, 
near in the baby dungeon where I do podcasting, just right up against the house. And there were times at night we would hear this like ruckus of like, whoa, someone's breaking in the back door or something. And then we would we would like peek our head out the window and look. And it was raccoons lifting up the big plastic trash can bin, jumping in there, and then it would, you know, whack down behind them. And mm-hmm. uh, and it would make this terrible <laughs> noise. And then some, and then like, I feel like, I can't remember who it was, was like, hey, why don't you just move your uh, trash cans away from your house so there aren't raccoons crawling all over the back of your house? I'm like, hey, you know what? My life's a lot better now that the trash cans are further <laughs> from my dwelling. I mean, this seems really obvious. This seems super. This is like, if I lived in the Wild West, I would be like peeing in, indoors in the house and someone would be like, hey, you know what's a good idea? Uh, take that waste as far away from you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do it where you eat and sleep, man. What are you, yeah. stupid? Are you an idiot? Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> All, all this like f- frisky critter talk reminds me of a quote that I heard um, once a, from on a podcast about guys who would make garbage cans so bears couldn't get into them. Yeah. And he said that the, the hardest part of uh, building these garbage cans isn't making it so that a bear can't get into them, but they have to be simple enough for a human to be able to get into them. <laughs> and that that's basically the my life story. Like if it's too I hard mean, ha- for me. Have they designed? Have they designed the trash can that squirrels, raccoons, and cannot get into? Bears cannot get into, but humans can get into. Does it exist? I, I think it's there's like this fine line, and it involves like a latch. But most humans don't want to. They don't want to use their thumbs. You know, because I mean, also these 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 trash cans have like holes in the side where animals have gnawed through them. I don't know if they yeah. were trying to get in or out. <laughs> Like, I don't know, were they trapped in and it, and it gnawed its way out, or was it just that hungry? It could smell the leftover jets, and it had to have it. Those it holes are really scary. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're like, that took a prison term to gnaw that hole. <laughs> Some Shawshank. Well, yeah, was it, was it, was it, was it an Andy Dufresne chipping away one like, bite at a time for years, or was it one very productive evening? Uh, it gives, me, it gives me pause. I'm doing it all. I'm doing <laughs> it all right now. P-A-W-S. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, speaking of also uh, just learning to be an adult, I, I got our uh, I got our sink fixed. Um, you know, I paid someone to, to fix our kitchen sink. We have a functioning kitchen sink, and I feel like the richest man in the world. <laughs> you guys haven't I, noticed I'm back in my uh, studio. Oh, and, and John, it's by John the way, through the, the YouTube, John is back in his right spot. Um, you got that all repaired? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's functional. The part on camera. No, I'm saying like um, maybe for Patreon only, I'll I'll do the whole uh, exchange with the plumber. This was a bad thing, by the way. We'll get to basketball in a second. Um, I ran into a longtime listener who was like, "Man, you you gotta you gotta make a compilation of all your stories talking about like your your war with Comcast and your war with the plumbers and your war with like the the oil change place." And I'm like, "I I'm deal. Tr- I've been trying to cut it down." But this guy's like, no, that's the best part. So it, it gave me the, the green light that probably we, we didn't need. But I did. I, I had an exchange with a plumber where they didn't come on the day they said they were. And so I wanted a discount. That's a, You should spin that off. You just call it the privilege tapes. The privilege tape. And, yeah. and that's the move. You got your own like. Well, I mean, if you tell me you're going to repair something for a price, I agree to the price. And <laughs> the price is contingent on you coming down that day. That's that's how I feel about it. We did a <laughs> podcast last Tuesday. We moved it to Monday. Because the plumber was coming on Tuesday. Plumber doesn't come on Tuesday. And then on hey. a Wednesday, they don't come on Wednesday. They come on Friday. I got a podcast on Friday. Anyway, 
but I have a functioning <laughs> kitchen sink. I've been washing my hey dishes now. again, like Wild West Keith, with like a little splash of water, and then just hey. rub it. We can't like like it had been years since we were able to use our dishwasher without cleaning the entire sink. Gold. Yeah, we're like getting <laughs> had to get everything out of the sink because this this toilet water is gonna fill up our entire sink while the there dishwasher. Smell runs. sinks can smell. No, and but now everything's fixed now, and it's uh. it's it's glorious. Um, I mean, maybe something will go wrong, but it was one of those things. Like, <laughs> man, I was really hesitant to spend all the money to do this, but now I feel like a lap of luxury. <laughs> they invented a place where you could just turn the water on in your house, and it can run for forever. Wow, it's amazing. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> we should do our breakfasts. What breakfast have you had? Uh, any muffalettas or pumpkin carvings or Jets pizza? What did you have for breakfast today, uh, Chuck? What's your breakfast? So I I'm I haven't had breakfast yet. Um, but this weekend I was away yes. in uh, a resort water park in the Smoky Mountains in East Tennessee called Wilderness in the Smokies. Sure. Which if they haven't started shooting season three of White Lotus, it should be in a resort <laughs> water park in East Tennessee. In Gatlinburg or that will, be, uh, yes. that will be Red Lotus. Yeah, <laughs> Red Lotus. Um, but in the hotel room, you know, we you can't feed. It was me, my girlfriend, our our kids. You can't feed three meals a day out eating. Like I don't have the money for that. So we bought some food. One of them was. Uh, an Eggo Pop-Tart. So the Eggo Pop-Tart is frosted maple flavor. Now? Yeah, it's uh, it's a horrific experiment gone wrong. Um, some things, just because we can do them, doesn't mean we should do them. And this is one of those cases. This uh, is an uh, Eggo-flavored Pop-Tart or a Pop-Tart-flavored Eggo? A, ooh, it's an Eggo-flavored Pop-Tart. Mm. So I'm not. There wasn't enough butter. It, it really all you need is maple flavor. Well, I think you the, add your own. Eggos don't come with butter. You add your own butter. Maybe you should this add is Caitlin butter. Cooper's Indiana yes. Pacers expert. Her pop tart technique is to add that pat of butter onto a warm pop tart. This Eggo pop tart, I assume, was screaming for it. It should have had one. I probably messed up. This is probably my fault. But the uh, the texture was un. Like, unlike any Pop-Tart I've ever had, it was more gooey. There was less cream. And I toasted it. That um, makes, there was just, I don't know. It that makes it weird. sound like you got a bad Pop-Tart. I don't feel like the uh, consistency probably. or the texture of Pop-Tart is supposed to change. No, it may be I a don't bad Pop-Tart. This, this does not make my body recoil. I don't know. For whatever okay. reason, this specific thing, like, well, it sounds like a reasonable Pop-Tart flavor to me. Hey, it's, look, wanna... it's not like barbecue or like roast turkey Pop-Tart. Which I assume they're gonna have something like that. It's not a it's not a weird savory pop tart. It's a breakfast food flavored <clears throat> pop tart. It seems fine. It just didn't. I think it just didn't give me ego. It didn't yeah. make me feel like you want to say Lego. Actual, you want to? I Lego. didn't want to say Lego. Sorry, ego is good. Egos are good. No, so, they're like so. What? It's a frozen waffle. It's a frozen waffle. They're just uh, industrialized would, food. It is product. what it is. You would want an ego flavored something in theory. I mean, I guess you're right. If I we're mean, talking maybe, novelty breakfast, yes, give me an ego flavored something. Okay. Yeah, I I'm mean, not talking I about guess, a staple every day. And also, I don't know how you would create an ego flavor. You right. know, it's because it all I taste when I eat an ego is butter and syrup. Sure. No, no, so you're, you're not, you're not tasting that, butter and syrup. You're taste, you're tasting a chemical compound. That, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> resembles the flavor of butter. And I do mm -hmm. sometimes want those chemical compound yeah, tastes, though. Of course, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the yeah, like the taste that brown of sugar cinnamon uh pop tart. I don't think that necessarily tastes like brown sugar and cinnamon, but it does oh, yeah. taste brown like the medicine too much. that I need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that my body desires. No, I'm fine with the fake flavoring. I think it's aspartame. Am I desiring aspartame? Speaking of weird breakfast foods, <laughs> you guys see this? Fruit Loops is selling a uh oh a, a single loop box. What? Is it an NFT? It's not an NFT. Uh, it is. It's as far as I can tell. It's an actual thing. It costs twenty dollars. It's it's a box that contains one loop. It's just a huge like, single fruit loop. Oh, okay. It's not Fruit Loops. It's Fruit Loop. They will send you a huge Fruit Loop. I assume I have to buy that. Right. I mean, that's that's tax write off. Uh, it's oh know. yeah. It's so I'm themed, looking at it now. Business expense. Yeah. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars uh, for a Fruit Loop. For it's a gi- single giant Fruit Loop, and what, what there's a saying? picture of it. Yeah, there's a picture of it in a bowl. <laughs> they put it in a bowl, but like not like you're gonna have like, to gnaw on that like a raccoon trying to get into your trash. Yeah, get that um, down. I I guess I they call it the Big Fruit Loop. I'm with it. I think I can do that. I think a single serving of Kellogg's, which NBA player should be called the Big Fruit Loop? Yes, thank you, John. We both felt mm. both screamed NBA basketball <laughs> nickname. <laughs> I think um, because he plays for the Nuggets and their uh, history of uh, loving rainbow colors, then we we give it to Jokic. He's it honestly feels loop. like Jokic could be the Big Fruit Loop. By the way, forty points, twenty-seven rebounds. Oh my God! Get out of town. Ooh. Also, those are, those are, uh, those are Ivaka Zubak. Yeah, those Zubak numbers. Zubakian. I had, I had a Hornets fan telling me like, if you actually even watch that, that Jokic game, it doesn't feel like he's doing anything. He had, he had the first 40, 25 rebound triple double since Wilt in 1968. And it's like, maybe that's why the NBA players aren't that like when there's a vote of NBA players for best player, none of them picks Jokic. They're like, man, he just. He just gets every rebound and makes every shot. But is that that's not basketball? But is that good basketball? Yeah, is that good? It's like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. When I see a guy with a flat top throw the ball as high as he can into the air and it magically <laughs> lands in the hoop at a clip no, that awesome. doesn't make any sense, it seems special to me. Yeah, I mean he's uh-huh. he's making like sixty percent of his mid range jumpers. And Here's the like, real question: How often is he traveling? You that's know, he, our, he doesn't even. I don't even think he travels that much. So that's, that's, that's why. Uh, that's why he's not that's a coded uh, language there, Chuck. <laughs> um, those wait. Oh, I didn't. John, what was your breakfast? I'm lost. So I have. Ordered, have you guys ever heard of Gold Belly? Yeah. So no. I decided for Christmas gifts for certain friends, I would order some things from Gold Belly from like eateries, from places that they like or t- types of food that they like so i got a bunch of cajun food in the mail yesterday and <laughs> so we got so i had beignets and uh furthermore i had some kind of uh bread pudding danish wow this morning oh, yeah. so i'm already like in the throes of some sort of diabetic fit where i feel very uncomfortable right now but it was quite <laughs> good but it was definitely like a, a more sugary experience than my usual magaz Amazing. Oh, yeah. Sounds tremendous. Beignets make, uh, yeah. So, Gold Belly's great. So, you could get basically like famous places from all. Um, th- this is an advertisement. Uh, famous <laughs> yeah. like food places in different <laughs> cities, like a Chicago deep dish pizza. We'll get it, you know, freeze yeah. dried, packed, and sent to you, or, you know, a New York style like deli, Reuben, like we that got kind of central, stuff. Central grocery from New Orleans. Very the Detroit good. Detroit yeah. style Jets pizza. 
Yes. Jets pizza, basically. I have yeah. to admit, there's a Detroit style jet pizza or Detroit top style pizza in East Nashville now. And I would say it is half as good as Jets. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jets is legit. My, I love it. My breakfast, since we have a functioning sink, um, made the kids some instant muffins. They were. Eh, hey, now. They're not. I, mid? My, they very below mid. Um, they were. They were. <laughs> Does that uh, come from a mix? They, yeah, a mix. You add a half a cup of milk. They were. Th- this was the um the the southeast division of the. Uh, of <laughs> you gave your. No, you, they, you fed your children some nice treacle. They seriously <laughs> treacle and sponge. They now <laughs> when they when they bake, you know, they're supposed to obviously they they they, they rise a little bit, but they they're actually they 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 made these weird cones. Like they didn't make a muffin like where it was like kind of a soft curve rose up. It was like a mm-hmm. spiked cone, um, and the the wife's theory was that they've started like adding a little bit more, less of the actual ingredients. Like maybe they took out too much, whether it's baking soda or flour. Like maybe less less flour, and it's like to save, uh, maybe to cut some corners, and the, the muffins don't quite rise the correct way. It was some weird looking. Um, uh, Reminiscent of, let's say, the Dan Aykroyd film Coneheads and not the KKK Klansmen. Um, they were some weird-looking muffins. But, uh, yeah, that was made out of a pack. Do not recommend. Um, anyways, <laughs> those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on a previous episode. It's frequently the first time we talk about basketball, but we mentioned Nikola Jokic one time, so not today. Uh, what things do we need to make right that we got wrong? Chuck, you got anything you want to apologize for? Uh, I was going to apologize for Anthony Davis and like jinxing him with high praise and basically infecting his body with my energy. What I am going to do instead is apologize for looking past a very important point that we didn't put closure on last week, which was how Roseanne died in the spinoff the uh the goodmans the connors forgive me because goodman never mind. <laughs> i got you um okay so <laughs> how how they wrote her off this show so roseanne basically went uh maga wild on yeah, twitter did, and was doing she, all sorts of nonsense can, can we guess first before you tell us yes keith go uh she died climbing through a window of the u.s capitol building on january 6th <laughs> and a security officer put her down wrong Wrong. Berg. Okay. Berg, go. Um, this is the new show, right? Yeah, the spinoff. Well, she didn't Did die she on the old show. Attack? No, she. No, it wasn't. Well, at first it was a heart attack. They way to make a funny saying, joke, John. All right, Chuck. What's the right. real answer? <laughs> the way she. They wrote her off saying she died of an opioid overdose. Oh, did she accidentally <laughs> touch fentanyl? Did she sniff fentanyl? I don't oh, know. I'm man. so sorry that we I didn't bring that up last show, but this is amazing. Well, the reason I said heart attack because do you know how the Roseanne regular show ended? Um, yeah, we like, mentioned it last time. We kind I, of alluded to it, but I don't. I don't, I don't think actually we know. got into it because it's truly insane. More um, insane than the ABC sitcom Dinosaurs. <laughs> that was a bad yeah. ending. Well, that was kind we're, of we're, uh, gonna was, end poorly. Yeah, <laughs> Dinosaurs they, didn't live like, so. The last after. few seasons, like. The Roseanne family, what are they, the Connors? The yeah. Connors. They're rich because they win the lottery. Right. Oh, okay. And in the last episode, they revealed that that whole rich lottery thing was 
a dream Roseanne was having. And I love dreams. Dan had died of a heart attack and she was been living in a fantasy world. And then the show just ends. Love it. <laughs> That's some saint elsewhere, you know, autistic also, child with a bowl with a snow globe. Yeah. Also, he had been having an affair, apparently. Um, so they killed him off. It, I don't know. There's some, oh, you like, mean, she was no, working. No, you, you're, you're, are you mixing the streams of real life and, and the fictional world? No, this is, I mean, this Tom is recording. Yeah, this is, I think she worked out her Tom. Is, the, is Tom that Arnold ending stuff. more depressing than the main character on dinosaurs causing the extinction event of his entire species? <laughs> and then the show ending? Oops. Um, what about <laughs> the ending of ALF where the uh, Area 51 um, guys come and uh, yeah. just take him away, mimicking the, the scary parts of E.T.? Yeah, yeah. He was, he, was he was about to meet back up with his family, get back to, was it Melmac? Marmac? Melmac. Mel Melmac. He's about to get back to Melmac, and then, uh, yeah, uh, to be continued, and they canceled the show. Um, we should mention that all of these endings are better than like the Breaking Bad ending, Lost ending, and Deadwood movie. <laughs> the, the Deadwood movie doesn't exist. Um, the uh, anyway, that was that was middle aged men look back on sitcoms from their childhood um, that they didn't even watch. That's right, uh, John. What's your apology? By the way, Chuck, I, I did like. We should highlight that we like. We gave some praise to Anthony Davis finally, and we're like, you know, it was the whole like, oh, Anthony Davis. I was taking victory laps. Like you guys got mad at me when I said the Grizzlies should trade multiple first round picks for this guy, and look at this uh -huh. tear he's on. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, the Lakers, they should go all in now because if I Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA, you got to go all in. And now you know, he's think, yeah, he's out for a month. Uh, I think we figured it out that Anthony Davis is just a really awesome player, but can only be awesome for short bursts, relatively short bursts. And that's why the bubble championship was a beautiful thing for him. Yeah. He got that no perfect, travel. he got that perfect break leading you know, into it. it. Yeah. I mean, it was just a perfect scenario because he just is unable to do this for any sustained periods of times. Uh, similar to a, a player I thought was kind of in that, in that methodology. Maybe, and maybe, maybe will be, but I'm going to apologize to Markel Fultz. Ooh. Who, uh, during the Magic's majestic six, what did they win? Six or seven six. games in a row? They won Which, six straight, six and they a were a uh, fishy falcon. Uh, almost, yeah. Away almost from seven straight. To, yeah, and um, to the Hawks. it's not so much that he's putting up amazing stats. There's a couple of 20-point games in there, one of them in the loss to the Hawks the other night. But he adds an element that they don't have where he can drive and kick with the best of them. And he's his, we make fun of his shot all the time, but his mid range, I don't have any numbers to support this, but his mid range looks wet to me. Uh, and I've just been really impressed with uh, the way he's played. And I thought he's been a difference maker for a Orlando team that is filled with fun players, just ridiculously uh -huh. fun. They really players. are cool. Hans and Franz Wagner. Yeah. Um, those are my two favorite brothers ever. And Paolo. They just, it's basically I just mean, a European beach. I would like to take a victory lap on uh, them. In my mind, they unleashed this goodness by freeing Mo Wagner. They let the brothers mm -hmm. play together. Uh, like, yeah. I believe in Mo Wagner. This is a weird uh, ex. I mean, we, we haven't even talked about Bull Bull and, and I mean, the other We've been talking about Mo Bamba. Bull. Yeah, uh, we've been on that. The, um, oh, yeah, but Mo Bamba, that has been surprising. But they don't even do that. They don't need him anymore. Like they're just like, steps, yeah. you know, the Mo thing is re relatively each Mo has played well in their, in their minutes. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, I was, I think probably maybe unduly influenced by fantasy basketball, but I believed in these ex Lakers center, uh, Mo Wagner and Thomas Bryant 
And I feel validated <laughs> over the past week. Both guys playing really, really solid. But no, Mo's been great for the Magic. And now they they got Fultz playing. Cole Anthony's back and playing. And all of a sudden, this weird all six foot nine, six foot ten, six foot eleven squad has some okay guard play. It is what's weird. It feels like every game they have their four main guys, and then they just add in an extra one just to experiment. Like uh, a couple games ago, it was Admiral Schofield. Your Go Vols, dude. Uh, last game, it was Kavon Harris, who's on a two-way, who I saw do with this ferocious Duncan Summer League, like six feet away from me. And they're like, hey, let's just let's close the game with this guy. Um, but no, the, the, the Magic are super fun. Uh, my apology. I mean, I got a couple of them. I mean, should we? I don't know if we have to apologize for Jonas, but we went hard on Jonas last week, and Jonas did a thing in the last they game. They lost. It wasn't his fault he lost. It was it's not his fault they it's lost. It's a funny joke. All right, we can make our funny jokes that uh, he puts up stats and losses, but like it clearly wasn't his fault. Uh, Jonas became the first player with seven made threes and 18 rebounds in a game. Larry Nance was out, and it was just free Jonas Greenlight. He had the freedom of knowing uh, if I if I struggle, I'm not getting pulled in this game because there's no Larry Nance behind me. And maybe just that little boost was all he needed to have this historic game, 37 points. Uh, he and James Harden are the only two players in NBA history with multiple games with 15 rebounds and six made threes. So Jonas uh, going off. No, I would apologize. We're talking about you're talking about uh, exchanging a gift or giving a gift to to Chuck. I actually had some regrets. Chuck, I gave you a gift recently, and it was a re-gift. Mm -hmm. I, I re-gifted you something. And, and you told me you didn't have to. I know I didn't have to tell he you. Hands, he hands me a late birthday gift and he goes, here, here's a shirt. It doesn't fit me. Some I, it, Somebody gave it to me and I don't like it here. I was like, uh, that's just the, no, that's not how you give a gift. <laughs> well, there's a lot to that one. I felt like the window closed for when the re-gift would have been cool. It was a late birthday <laughs> gift because, well, you didn't come to a watch party when it was your birthday, which is fair. <laughs> I don't know. I But I felt like the window was John's like, hey, uh, Chuck's birthday was yesterday. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll bring him this thing as like a birthday present. And so like, I feel like on a spur of a moment, I could just say, here's this right. shirt I bought. It didn't fit me. It would look awesome on you, I feel like. <laughs> but then like a month passes and I'm like, well, should I give him this thing? But I know, it's a, again, I'd have to say it's a re-gift, but I, I, I'm an honest guy. To. I'm an honest guy to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I was like, here, here's a shirt. I bought it. It, it was it I would was say right. you're a faulty, honest guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There um, we go. <laughs> I don't have the shoulders and torso to uh, to fill this shirt out. I thought you would worry. So like, I don't know. I felt like maybe just the window closed. Maybe I shouldn't even done it. I I, I felt conflicted, but then I felt bad about just giving you a a, a re gift shirt. So I I'm mean, so, I'm sorry, usually when I receive a gift, there's a, a gratitude that I feel. When you gave me that gift, I felt confused. <laughs> Yeah, that no, was that's a fair feeling. Too. I was, I was that's like, <laughs> thanks. I have I a Zelsko Rabraka actually used <laughs> nameplate from the Detroit Pistons locker room with Keith's name on it. I, if I ever see him in person again, I gotta get this to him. That's gonna be very. Uh, I can't can't wait to receive that. Anyways, uh, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we move to our steak and eggs, best thing. I'm going to give you a word from our sponsor, the Memphis Grizzlies. The Edge Pass is the newest way to get access to FedEx Forum on Grizzlies game days, including access to premier venues like the Big River Steel Edge and the Caesars Sportsbook Lounge. So don't miss seeing Ja, Dez, Dylan, and the rest of the Grizzlies take on the biggest names and the brightest stars with the Edge Pass. You can also lock in your tickets 
to see this exciting team first place in the Western Conference uh, by calling 901-888-HOOP or clicking grizzlies.com. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? John, what's your steak and eggs? I know I just talked about a magic winning streak that has now ended, but the Knicks winning streak is yet to end. The uh, Nets are going strong. New York basketball, it's a beautiful thing. It's kind of like, have you guys dug into it? Like, it is insane. It's almost conspiratorial, Chuck. I don't know if you want to look into this, but they keep facing teams that are resting or their best players are hurt or, or just something has happened. They get COVID like both it's the nets and the Knicks are both like playing teams at their absolute lowest, but they're winning every time. So you have to give them credit. And if you watch them, it's not just that they're winning. They're like completely transformed. And it's like in the simplest of ways, like it's very illustrative for the nets. Like what was Steve Nash thinking? You have the best <laughs> half court players in the world both of them on your team you don't need to fast break let's just crash the boards let's just everyone crash the boards let's beat them in the half court with our guys who shoot you know 60 percent, or in utah watanabe's case 70 percent from three let's just, let's just win the other way you know um <clears throat> and then for you know the the knicks tom thibodeau just finally stopped playing guys like derrick rose and Evan Fournier, and lo, lo and behold, there are enough good NBA players to stick around your Jalen Brunsons to p- put something together, you know. But they look like totally different teams from years past. Uh, the Knicks are like a good offensive team all of a sudden, like top 10 at times. Like it's just very refreshing. I went, you know, I saw Brunson play the Grizzlies live and it was a transcendent performance. Um, and then Kevin Durant's as good as anyone in the league again at, at his age it's it's quite remarkable and jock vaughn to me is one of the best stories of the year and and if you watch them play they kd and Kyrie go and seek jock's advice you know between plays there's a relationship there um it it, you know it's 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 legit it's real what's wild to me about the knicks streak and yeah you said like they're playing um you know teams without their best players that's the yes. nba that's just right that's yeah. just i i feel like the league it seems like the the team the teams are doing like a protest where like if they rest all the best players on the second night of back-to-backs like at some point the league just gotta be like we can't do this um so i, yeah. I don't know what they can do no the wild thing about the knicks to me is it is a um it's like the the uh what's, what's I'm, what i'm trying to say the uh it's like a victory for critics of the previous critics of the Knicks or, or like for podcasters, for armchair sure. coaches who watch the Knicks and they're like, why are you playing these dudes? Just play Quentin Grimes and quickly. Just right. like, stop playing I mean, 48. Chuck, playing guy, have you ever heard of a Deuce McBride? I mean, it's guys, <laughs> it's guys making huge impacts and, and Tibbs is rolling these guys out hardcore. Well, I'm just saying like, like during this, during this, this like with a seven game win streak, it is all right. Let's play. Let's play Randall Barrett and Brunson, and then give me Grimes and quickly and rotate Robinson and Hartenstein. Done. Yeah. And that's what they've. They're like Cam Reddish, DMP. Uh, you know, and as you said, like Fournier is out. Derrick Rose is too old, and those guys are all killing it. I mean, Randall's on fire. 
Um, Randall's balling. He, he's been killing. Like like all of the guys, um, their big three, if you want to call it a big three, they're playing well. And then just them, depending on, I mean, a lot of it is health too. Like Mitchell Robinson is available. He has yeah. Anthony Davis disease, you know, where it's like, don't go too hard, buddy. Just like do, The game I saw most recently with the Knicks, that's the best Mitchell Robinson game I have ever seen. Like he was just monstrous on both sides. Uh, go, going back to the Nets, Claxton looks like Mitchell Robinson on defense now. Um, it's just, you know, I think both these teams are playoff bound. You know? Oh, yeah. And I thought it kind of going into the season, I thought the Knicks would be better. And I thought the Brunson thing had to be a, a massive positive. But I could have never imagined a transformational one like this. You, you know what's really weird about the Knicks? So they, they've, they've won seven straight. They're up to sixth. In and I mean, it East. is over bum bum teams, but for the they most are part. they're seven and seven at home. Mm. Like they, they uh they, they actually played yeah they're ten and six on the road seven and seven at home super weird. Also, you got the uh, I mean continuing the winning streaks. Uh, the seventy sixers um have now won five straight. So the, all those teams kind of rounding into form. Uh, Chuck, what's your what's your best thing? So my best thing this week was uh, the Miami Heat got fined $25,000 for playing players that they had listed on their um, on their injury report as being out or questionable. Um, they didn't change the status. There's a whole bunch of nonsense. The Heat have had everybody injured this year. Um, but the very next game, in an absolute brilliant move, they put every single player on the injury report, uh, which... And some players that aren't even on the team. Matt Geiger was on the injury report. Gloria Stefan was listed as out because the rhythm got her. Um, they did a whole bunch <laughs> of nonsense. Bad boys. So, yeah, I think it was a beautiful move in uh, in the annals of Miami Heat pettydom. We are a team that can do some petty stuff uh, from the fr- front office down. And, um, yeah, it was my favorite thing. This was week. Were most of the players listed as probable or were they all questionable? I think they were – I think they were just, they just, somebody forgot to turn a piece of paper in. It feels right. like to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody, and the, the team has been ridiculously injured. Gabe Vincent hasn't played any real minutes this year. It feels like, um, and Oladipo's been out. minutes, baby. Depot's finally back. He's coming kind of looking okay. And they're, they're playing him with Tyler hero, which I didn't think was going to work, but it's been working um, in some of the games where they're playing garbage teams. We are four four known the last four, but we played the Thunder, the Spurs, the Rockets. Um, but we had to go to Mexico City to play the Spurs on a second night of back to back, which is like it just doesn't make sense to me uh, that you would want to put a game in a new city that you were hoping to maybe have an expansion team, but you know nobody's going to play because it's the second night of a back to back on a team that is you know historically doesn't like to play their players, uh, their older players anyway uh, on the second night. So. Yeah, the the Heat, it's strange, that team. I still don't understand them. This is the first time I can remember three players with 20 points a game on our team uh, scoring. But our offense stinks sometimes. We Chuck, can't hit what's funnier, this injury report thing or or Udonis Haslam starting a game this year? Oh, man, that was an all-time <laughs> moment. I went into the Slack. I alerted everybody in different time zones. Hey, uh, UD starting. <laughs> Uh, it's tremendous, tremendous activity that that's going on in Miami right now. We are uh, we don't have a power forward 
outside of uh, we don't have a power forward. If Bam's at center, we don't have a power forward on our roster, like a legit one other than UD. So, yeah, it's been a weird year. Hopefully the Miami's shooting was going to get back. They were the best three-point shooting team in the league last year. We're in the bottom 10 this year. So I, I think if if we could get back to that, uh, if we could catch some, you know, heat, for lack of a better word, oh, yeah. three, we could go, we could go, uh, I think, rise up and maybe get over past the Knicks in the standings and get out of the play-in. I like, I like how, I mean, I know 25 grand isn't much of anything. I mean, that's, that's a embarrassing piddling fine, yeah. but I do like that the, that the heat aren't scrimping and cutting corners, knowing that that FTX money uh, is probably not, you know, oh. gonna, <laughs> those, those checks aren't going to clear. I um, think, <laughs> yeah, they're going to need to give um, Udonis Haslam like an ownership share in the future. Cause he apparently lost 15 million in this FTX deal. Oh, which no. seems, yeah. And he's, you know, he's had a good career, long career, but I did you, 15 did you million hear, is a lot. Did you hear Shaq's testimony? <laughs> Shaq's I, I testimony? I don't know what an NFT yeah, is. Yeah, he said, I don't, I don't, I don't understand crypto. Your honor, yeah. I don't yes. understand crypto. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I was surprised like, um, when I still saw that FTX still had their, I mean, their naming rights. We're still like, on I, the, we're still on the court. It's still on the it's court. Weird. Yeah. Which like, it, would that be like, how long did did it take him to take down the Enron Stadium for the Enron? Like, I can't <laughs> remember. Was it just was it immediate? Like a minute. They, just, they 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 ripped it down. It reminded yeah. me of uh, it reminded me of uh, Sammy Sosa pretending to not know English. <laughs> oh, uh, so here's here's my best thing. Um, real 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 quick and brief. I I made a I made just a, a casual podcast joke, like I do with no real thought or research or evidence behind it uh, about the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I said, you, you know, the only thing better than the Timberwolves without cat is the Timberwolves without cat and go bear. <laughs> well, three straight wins later. Three in a row. Your boy was right. Only took uh, Luca getting ejected. Timberwolves have won three straight. Unfortunately, the last game, I mean, one, they dropped 150 well, well, the on the Well, the last game they didn't have Kyle Anderson. I know, Let's... that hurts my narrative. That hurts my agenda, <laughs> not having Kyle Anderson in the last game. But just let the team be Anthony Edwards' team and uh, and see the good stuff happen. And play the Thunder Bulls and a Lucas Mavs. Well, I mean, <laughs> those are legit. I mean, again, we have so much parody. I, I know the I know. Bulls are are spiraling down the toilet um but like yeah after i i guess i should have taken back my my plea to not take you said yeah last episode john you were like just try man just go for it stay alive no matter what occurs i will find and you got, and then they got 150 hung on him by the catless timberwolves yeah. the catless go bearless timberwolves the first time in franchise timberwolves franchise history that they scored 150 points no i was i was on the other side of that john where i'm like if you're the bulls i don't know it kind of there's no there's no light at the end of that tunnel in in my yeah, mind. I will I will concede the argument. Um, what are your worst things? Those were our best things. What's the uh the opposite of our best thing is the cream of wheat worst thing. What's the worst thing you saw, Chuck? What's your worst thing from last so, week? So we've renamed awards and nothing oh, yeah, makes sense. Uh, it's it's in, incredible the names that they went with. Obviously, like you want to have the best of all time to be the MVP. Right. But he hasn't won the most MVPs like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has won the most Michael Jordan trophies. Right. Uh, yeah. Who's won? Who's won the most uh, Hakeem Olajuwon trophies? Mutombo and Ben Wallace. That's the hot boy, please. 
Hold on. <laughs> so what is the what what is the trophy called? The the MVP trophy is the Michael Jordan trophy. Well, it's the King of Performance Michael Jordan trophy. The, oops, sorry. I believe I don't I don't know if that's the official name, but I don't know if it's, if it's the MVP anymore. I think it's the MJT now. The MJ because <laughs> I don't. It's not called the Michael Jordan MVP. I award. think we rename it's it. It's called the, the Michael the Jordan Trophy. Jokic Trophy. Yeah, right. If, if, if Jokic wins the next seven, why why would it be? Why are we naming anything after John Havlicek? Didn't he like average forty seven minutes a game? That's the sixth man award, which is already a ridiculous award. Um, <laughs> the John Havlicek uh, Trophy. The right. Is the Mike the Mike is for most improved, but they thought it's for most improved. layups with it's each for, arm yeah, under the basket. That's what it should be, John. It should be for the most layups made with both hands. The most equal distribution on the floor. of of layup. Uh, the player who makes fifty the closest to fifty yep. percent for with each hand uh near near the paint. They also um, have the they have the Jerry West Clutch Award. What which is cool in the world. But also is the it, Mike and award is interesting because while it is meant to uh, award people who have made improvements, George Mikan's rookie year, he averaged like 30 a game. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the, the, I, so, I, I, I believe how do you improve from that. <laughs> so that makes can, we sense. Make, can we make some of our own awards? Also? Uh, yeah, I'm with it. Let's make like uh Udonis Haslam. Like most, like fearsome furrowed brow every season. I, I, I would say the the oldest player to still be hanging on award. Yeah. Uh, how about the player that's on the team as a as whatever the equivalent to the hockey like enforcer is? That award, the the best enforcer award would go oh, to UT for the, me. But that I'm a Heat fan. Is that like a lamb uh, beer? Who, who who are some of the real just enforcers from back in the the old days when their only job was, was to right, enforce? That was I'm, I'm not sure who those guys were. <laughs> Anthony Mason, Rick right. Warren. I mean, Anthony Mason was he, he was an all star uh, one but, time in a very weird way. Um, yes. <laughs> I I th- I still think the, uh, the 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 Timothy the Timothy Mozgov award for the best contract just get g- given out the best four year contract. Whoever gets the uh, that's a great surprising award. Yeah. Or we could do the Rashid Wallace Award for most ejections. Yes, we should. I mean, we I mean, should. Uh, yeah, the the most technical fouls should get their own award. The Rashid Award certainly. Keith, is there any way for you to go back in iShop history and look up how valuable Rashid Wallace would have been? And <laughs> even in, in our negative fantasy league. Yes. I don't, oh, oh, with because we do. Yeah, we get bonuses objections. for ejections and technicals. Uh, yeah, it'd be also, good. Also, if we're going to just create awards, like the Clutch Award, can't we give, like, league score? Like, Kareem needs to have an award. What about, like, the if you you win the scoring title, you get the Kareem Award? What if, what if you can do trophy. the, most, the most, most sullen award? Yeah, or best, <laughs> best uh, historical fiction writer. <laughs> That's it. So, the, are the normal... Cohorts of NBA writers going to vote on all these awards? Like they just have to make up a narrative for the, the clutch player because that that hustle award, which I got so upset about last year, which, <laughs> which apparently has, has has existed for five years, um, I believe Amir Johnson won it once. Uh, like <laughs> the the fact that it was these arbitrarily chosen stats with with again arbitrary cutoffs, and Marcus Smart won it for the second time, not because he was one of the best at deflections and steals. Not because he was great at rebounding. Like I remember identifying, like Melton has more 
steals, blocks, rebounds, deflections, loose balls recovered. But Marcus Smart has more drawn charges? And the, the awards <laughs> for drawn charges? Are you insane? Who selected uh, this? And we don't know who selected it. There, there were no votes. There was no voting. It was just some it's weird. A, it's, a star, it's a star chamber of evil men. So, I, I, like, if they give the clutch award out like that, I mean, what are they? I, again, I don't know. I mean, is it Shay? Shay's got two buzzer beaters. Right. right? Shay ruined uh, Damian Lillard night I'm, on Monday night. He also has that one buzzer beater that they lost. He had that step back against the Bucks. And then they blew it with like a you know the last five tenths of a second. So right. Shea has Shea has three go ahead shots in the final second of a game I this year. I would say you'd have to give it to SGA because it's a yearly award. So you have away. to give it to SGA yeah. this year. But now they're going to pull out all these things. It's just like the hustle award is to hopefully drive traffic to the NBA stats page where they have the hustle stats. Is this right. just a like the the cutoff of last five minutes game within five, which is what the NBA stats page uses for clutch play? Is so arbitrary. Yeah, it's, pretty, pretty it's just bad. like why? I I mean I like looking at it, but I like I filter it down. I want to know more like last two minutes, game within two, it's like single possession games. That's something. But even then, it's it's when you see a stat on TV and they're like so and so has the most Steph Curry has the most clutch points this season. It's like well you're penalizing teams. You're penalizing the Bucks for being ahead by <laughs> twenty. Just blowing people out. Yeah yeah yeah. Like it's it's not it's it's an arbitrary thing. It's a meaningless word to say you have the most clutch points. It makes no. It doesn't mean anything. So, I yeah. think what we could do is give awards for actual quantifiable exciting events. The Vince Carter Dunk of the Year. Yes, sir. We, you know what I mean? Like let's do real things that could actually create buzz, and uh, maybe even have people who watch the game uh, vote on it. Yeah, yeah um, that would be interesting. John, what's your worst thing? I'm sure you've been living this over and over again in your mind, Keith, but uh, John Morant was ejected for talking to a fan last week. It's gross. <laughs> it was gross, John. Can you imagine having bought a ticket for that? I mean, are you... I mean, I specifically tweeted that, and John Morant retweeted oh, me. Keith, Keith, one think, minute, um, one okay. minute after, we lead, we lead very different lives. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I've been trying to go to Grizzlies games lately, and I made like a gonna have like a New Year's resolution to go to more Grizzlies games because we're having the we have this generational talent, right? But now, if you if you go to a game like that, and 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 he's ejected for that. If you're a Bucks fan, can you even cheer it? Like, are you even happy? Part of you wanted yeah, to see John Morant play basketball. <laughs> yeah. Sure, the the Bucks now have a better chance of winning, but I think even a Bucks fan, Thunder. Oh, excuse me, Thunder, Thunder fan would be really sad. I went to the Bucks game. Yeah. Would be really sad to see that happen. You know, when you go to a game, like if I go, like when I look at the schedule, like I'm going to the Suns game. Maybe this is a bad example. I'd be thrilled if Devin Booker was a judge. <laughs> okay, let's say I went to the Bucks game to see Giannis. I would be sad if Giannis was thrown out early in a game for talking to a fan. So, My favorite part of that was uh, Ja FaceTiming his dad. Yeah, who then of course. brought the phone to the fan. <laughs> it was tremendous. Such a wonderful moment. Yeah, it was a crappy event, but at least we got that so uh, wonderful event after. The, the worst part for me, which I've I keep saying on various podcasts, the, the the worst part for me 
is the the thing that looks the worst, I think, objectively, is throwing out a player, let alone a star player, when they're laughing, when they're smiling, when they're That's not the, yeah. That goes back to the Tim Duncan, Joey Crawford Yeah, saga. like if you yeah. toss a guy out who is not heated, it looks dumb, and it looks... It's going to be that controversial. Offense. Keith, you've obviously delved into this more. I I don't know. I don't know anything about. I don't know who threw him out or what their reputation is. But is this a is this a Paul Kersey vigilante justice type situation? I don't. I don't know. I mean, the, the ref who threw him out is Ray Acosta. Okay. Um, I don't. This it's been what it's been two. It's been three days since this occurred. It's, we're, we're recording on Tuesday, and I haven't seen any sort of like apology or anything well they're not they're, they would never issue an apology um, okay what or, i do find interesting so like i made uh, i made a, a a typical um tongue-in-cheek sort of with a hint of truth tweet about it where i was like just imagine all those people who saved up money and then ray acosta throws out john morant and again oh, yeah. two, two minutes after i tweet this john morant retweets it from from the locker room. Uh, but Jarrett has been retweeting this stuff. The league in the pool report post game said, you know, the first technical was, was for uh, profanity directed at an official. The second one was for questioning the integrity of the official. John Morant said, that's a lie. He retweeted the league's pool report thing with the photo of the guy with all the, the, the caps on saying that, that, it, that it was a lie. John Morant said the league, the officials were lying three days ago. He has not been fined. Okay, that's that's kind of like an apology. He still, all his tweets, all his retweets are still up. All his stuff about like, because he, he's, Josh said, uh, the first tech, he said, because um, he got, he got, he well, first he hit his head on the backboard. Right. Uh, I'm not Unreal. even certain there was a foul on this play. Um, John Morant had zero uh, shooting free th- shooting foul free throws in this game uh, when he got ejected. But John Morant told the ref that that's a bleep and foul. That apparently was the first technical, according to Ja. That's what Ja has said. The second technical foul, he uh, this this fan who lives in Oklahoma, who was a John Morant fan, who got the FaceTime call from later. The fan said, "Hey, let's go, like Ja, let's go," because they were down twenty. They were down twenty-one, mm-hmm. I believe, it, it, when he got thrown out. Um, Jaws like I'm trying to, but I got to get a bleep and whistle, or he said, or like, or according to others, maybe it was like this: the refs got to give me a a bleep and whistle. To me, the referee defender, that sounds soft. That's not <laughs> that much of that. And then for the for that doesn't sound like that's a stretch for the old questioning I- I- integrity. Like you know, if if a, a coach or a player is like is like, you know, like you got to be fair or give me a fair whistle. Even that's borderline. Like, are you implying I'm being unfair or like, you know, like it goes back to me. Like if the player is not in the official's face, like what, what are, what are we doing here? And this, this kind of, this kind of bleeds over to my worst thing. Uh, I will say this. Can I say something real quick about Uh, it? Absolutely. It's sort of, um, for me, it was kind of a learning moment because it made me think about like, what constitutes superstar treatment and why superstar treatment exists. And it was like, oh yeah, it exists because these fans paid to see these players. Like this yes. is the right. most illustrative moment of why superstar treatment is a thing, you know? Yeah. <sighs> and I, here's where, here's where, here's where part of my worst thing. I'm gonna have a couple worse worst things. Uh, 
I got some disillusionment, you know? Um, trying to balance that, John, with like, it's an entertainment league. Uh, the superstars are what sell the tickets. They're what generate the, the revenue. Clearly, we can't let the offici- let the, the, uh, the superstars do whatever they want. Like, that's not... Like, Luka Doncic got thrown out. Luka Doncic had a 36-game streak of scoring 20 or more points, and it was ended by Rodney Mott, who tossed him out of the game. <laughs> For also, no. not overt, like, wow, that guy lost it. That guy's shoving people and screaming. Luka <laughs> did a petty... He threw the ball not to the closest official. He yeah. got ejected for not giving the ball to the nearest official. And apparently, letter of the law, that's an automatic tech. Like, if you throw the ball to the other end of the court. But, like, yeah. that, again, it's like, and, I don't know and what to do. there's even moments, that, like, Julius Randle had, like, 27 points at halftime yeah. and got ejected. And yeah. he absolutely should have been ejected. He lost right. his mind. Yeah. But, you know... Yeah. Should we have a cool-down period? I, I, we, have, we, have a, we, have a, we have a calm-down box for, for my, our five-year-old. You go in there, you get the, get the squishy toy. Go, go How get... different would Joey Crawford's career have been had there been a call? A if he had box? some social emotional. I think there's two more Spurs titles. <laughs> I think we're talking about. I think we're talking about seven Spurs titles. I mean, we, we can't we can't just say like officials. Uh, sorry, we can't just say the, the best players have even more leeway. I don't feel like because they're going to take it. They're going to take it, and then more. And they're like having Lucas screaming at the officials more. That's not good. Like like yeah. we don't I want think, that. Appeasement think... never works. I think that the, uh, you know, before each game, the referees need to go through some sort of psychological evaluation so we can, like, eliminate the, like, I don't know, forget Paris uh, aspect of basketball referee where these guys are just coming in, carrying some very forget heavy stuff. Paris achievement unlocked. You want to create an even higher hurdle for officiating? I mean, yes, they what, should what, be, one of the problems, should. though, there is an officiating crisis in the nation, Chuck. And I'm not talking about <laughs> shortage. I'm not, shortage. I'm not talking, about talking about missed my calls. Giant next, no, no, no. Um, I, I honestly. I I would assume if someone studied this that calls are more accurate than ever. Like back in the day, what kind of oversight we didn't have? Some of these games right. were televised. Have you seen? When's the last time Laker. you watched that 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 Lakers? <laughs> when's the last time you watched that Lakers Pistons game seven finals? Few seconds. The Pistons are down by three. The fans come on the court like they don't even. <laughs> um, but there is in this country a shortage of officials because who would sign up for this? This people, such a are, bad job. people are insane to referees. There's a solid 35% of the country unmoored to reality <laughs> who thinks the liberty to scream at an official uh, is everything. This 16-year-old uh-huh. referee doing this children's game deserves to be screamed at. <laughs> so there are fewer and fewer officials available. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, all I'm saying, I'm disillusioned about how poor these ejections have been for the, qu- the quality of the game. I'm also disillusioned where I found my guy Devin Booker I found myself on the same side as Devin Booker, gunning for 60 <laughs> points with the game decided. He had 58 playing the Pelicans. Uh, these Pelicans Suns games have been incredible. Devin Booker was outrageously awesome in this game, and then he goes for the 60 pointer on the final play of the game, up four with the ball. And I was like, "You go get him, Dev. That's my guy." I, I I found myself cheering for know. him. I immediately felt dirty afterwards. Um, it's a bit, 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 been a rough little stretch for me. <laughs> I mean, we decided like if if you're gonna do something cool, it's worth it. So like, right? If Devin Booker hits that three, it's cool, right? Is it? Yeah, it is cool. It is yes. cool. I uh, unfortunately, 
Anyways, uh, those were those, those were our worst things. Uh, before we get to the awards segment of the program, we have a couple of listener submitted questions. The croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Derry Swindo asked a question that I think has a correct answer, but I'm going to see if you guys are on the same page as me. Uh, Chuck, I don't know if you watched the World Cup. Keith, I know you did. Yeah. But yeah, I did. Argentinian keeper Emilio Martinez. I mean, Chuck is a season ticket holder to Nashville Soccer Club, the biggest yeah, soccer man in that, here now. That's like that's like blowing. You can't to say the, the seventh to, best to league in the world. Club. Here we go. Twelfth best league. Has shown Emilio Martinez exhibited absolute dominance as Argentina's not so secret defensive weapon in the shootouts. Yeah. What current player in the NBA casts a similarly heavy shadow when blocking shots? The most sort of the most dominant force in the paint? I think we I think we have to bring antics into the equation here. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying Luke Cornett. <laughs> <laughs> His eclipse moments. Luke Cornett is the most when, he is the most goalie looking dude in the NBA. Yeah. Yes. Which I I've think, uh, which I've seen players uh, pick up players like Keith Parrish use the Luke Cornett eclipse m- mode, and I know it to have been effective. My entire life, I'm so glad that someone is bringing it to the NBA. When the tall guy raises his arms up, you can't see the rim. I would, you know, I, I think you make a, you make a good argument. I think the actual like who is the most dominant shot blocker when you incorporate um, presence and antics. I don't feel like Jaron has the antics yet, even though mm-hmm. his shot blocking is probably currently the best in the NBA. Um, John Moran. I, I mean, John Morant has well, antics after a block. It's just the spectacularness of that little tiny guy looking yeah. like Yoda flying to the mean, my, force. I, I think as far as like physical uh, presence is concerned and ability, it's I'm going with Brooke Lopez because while he's not quick and there's agile. Not, there's not less antics in the league than Brolo. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's like getting blocked by the Stonehenge, like, like Easter Island head. <laughs> he, some of his blocks are accidental. Those are frontal lobe blocks. Um, uh, I do think, you know, there was a time when Carmelo's screaming was pretty yeah. antic. Like I, Carmelo Anthony's screaming all the time. Who screams a lot these days? I don't know. Uh, Carmelo's screaming on every defensive rebound. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. used to just unsettle me. Like you see him live was horrifying. <laughs> I mean, do we include, um, do we include a, a Mitchell Robinson? I feel like his antics, something about, is his jersey's a little bit looser? It feels like things are. Yes. M- this is, it feels like there's yeah. more movement. There's just more yes. movement when his arms He's, are moving around. He has. A, it looks like he has a cape on. I I know it's not yeah. more effective, but I like it when the arms are swinging wildly uh, on a block yeah. shot. Where the yeah. like Lopez just again has that hand disciplined, has that hand straight up, getting pieces of shots. Jaron has gotten very, very good at not bringing his arms down, and thus he picks up fewer fouls. Jared Allen, the two-hand block. Oh, Jared Allen is a great one. Yeah, also, you have the, the the hair adds to the mm-hmm. flair. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to hair see Jared flare. Allen in Now, in, in which goalie. player is most likely to take, say, 
an MVP trophy and waggle it as an enormous dong upon receiving it. Oh, man. It. Oh, um, which current NBA? I feel like... Uh, Steven Adams, 100%. <laughs> Steven <laughs> Adams question. feels like... I would say Trey Young, too. I feel like I can see Trey oh, Young. Oh, yeah. Trey Young could do that. I have nothing to add. I cannot top those. All right. What's, <laughs> all right, what, what's, what's the next question? The next question, what's weirder? Underhand free throw... Magnus asks. I'm sorry, Magnus. What's weirder, underhand free throws, jump shot free throws, or one-handed free throws? I also would like to throw out um, the the recent uh, switching of hands free throws. I think well, that's I think that, I assume well. that's somewhat is inspired here by. Yeah, we got it, a, he, 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 he was actually he, he doing, was, I, I think he actually may have done this before that. He was inspired by Jeremy Sochan. Yeah, so, so uh, doing, doing some weird, free throws because he yeah, shoots forty four percent. Some one armors. Yeah. What is Steven um, Adams? Oh, by the way, Steven Adams had a, had a two for two game. Good oh, job. good job, Steve-O. Has, has Ben Simmons shot a, a free throw in the last two months? <laughs> um, I think there's a purity to the granny shot that makes it not weird. I am, even yeah. though I haven't seen one in 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 decades, it's part of the uh, it's part of the. Uh, the no, there was the, one the a couple of years. The there, was, there was one a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say it, it's not Hamadou Diallo. It was someone who yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was an African name. I'm trying to remember who was doing it. Um, what was his? Uh, yeah. Uh, also, I mean, Canyon Barry was he in the G League doing it? Yeah, Canyon Barry. Yeah. Um, so the, I think I think the one handed free throw is downright unsettling. Yeah. I, I, so I think that's where I'm going with jump shot free throw is the funniest because you're like it's a toddler. I think the, I think the jump shot is the worst. The worst or like weirdest? You, the, 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 or the weirdest, yeah. I okay. think I, think I if yeah. you that's actually acceptable. leave your feet, that is strange. Who is anyone so, doing that right now? Actually leaving H- their feet? Hassan for- Whiteside did it. I remember his... Really? He, for at least when he played for Miami, he had a weird... Just mini lift. What's, wasn't much. What's the coolest? Because there is a right answer. What's the um, coolest free throw? Underhand. No, I, I, and I'm, I'm not saying among these options. I'm oh. saying... Oh, among, well, oh can we create them? I think if you just like head it in if we're going back to soccer <laughs> you just lift it in and just Marcus like Saul style yeah <laughs> if that was yours i don't know if that's coolest but i i like it that, that would I mean, be the, the boldest what about mumbling ESPN. mumbling the names of your victims like a serial killer like carmel <laughs> um i no. the coolest is, is the van exel from 20 feet just, oh, oh just, yeah just four yeah. feet just four feet behind the line like, you know what I'm, I'm getting as far back as i'm legally allowed to be Right. Uh, there's somebody in the league who steps over the line. Who is that? What do you mean? Just there's a guy whose toes are like all the way into the other side of the I line. I remember seeing someone mm. recently where I'm like, they, they had the overhead view, and I'm like, that's just yeah. not even a legal free throw. The guy's I think it was Andrew Wickens. Could have been. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're at a time of some really kind of incredible free throw shooting uh, with Mason Plumley uh, sw- switching hands with the, the Ben Simmons and Stephen Adams adventures, and now Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Sohan uh, doing his uh, <laughs> doing his his, 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 his little weirdness. to the cafeteria lady's breast. Uh, anyways, <laughs> those were our uh, croissant questions. Thanks to you guys who submitted your question. If you want your question to be answered on air or as part of our Millennial Brunch monthly Zoom hangout, you have to be a Patreon supporter. I got some good uh, Patreon supporters signing up in the last week. Uh, Phil Moser, thanks for signing up. Um Dallas Swindell, thanks for signing up. Russell Henson, thanks for signing up. And uh, Neil Goodman, 
little little run on the Patreon here. Uh, thanks for signing up. Again, if you join the Patreon, you get access to our Slack channel. You can play the monthly Pickle Pick'em Challenge where you attempt to pick the most correct games against the spread Monday through Thursday. And of course, uh, you get access to exclusive bonus content. So if you want to support the show, do that at patreon.com slash breakfast. All right, it is now time for the awards segment of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, given each week to the worst performance in a box score. Um, by the way, speaking of our negative fantasy league, I lost to a team that was 1-16. in 16. I, This is the farthest I've ever fallen. <laughs> you lost to Chuck? And, and this is, uh, like, I have, I mean, yes, I invented the league, so so dominating a league you invent, not that awesome or not that impressive. Right. But it is a tough league this year. We got 32 managers trying hard. And um, Marco Fultz is killing me. He's being good. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is still pretty good, but he keeps having these 32-point games. Not awesome. Is um, there a way to to get more playoff teams, or are we capped there? I, 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 I feel like with so many teams that we reward the regular season. The regular season matters in iShop, unlike the NBA. Okay. Right, but it's, it's like six teams. Well, so I liked rewarding the the season long dominance. We can we, we can have a rules committee meeting later. Um, uh, yeah, but but the the, 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 the it, it's, it's very hard. The, the second place team and the twelfth place team have the same record. It's not good. Yeah. But the, the only problem is well, then we'd have to shorten the regular. Se- we could shorten the regular season. It's yeah. hard, dude. Or maybe we could do one of those 12 teams, the top four scorers for those weeks, advance to the semifinals. These are all great ideas that we could have gone over in the summer. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I, they will, uh, the competition committee will uh, take them under advisement. Um, just listen. Just, I, if people aren't signing up for this stuff, listen to it. I'm just going to give you my roster. Oh, yeah. Please, go ahead. Dyson Daniels. Alec Burks. Isaac Okoro. <laughs> Isaac Okoro. Incredible stun. I, I, just imagine having these team players that you are in, intimately. You, you have know, to every hang on to guys. Game. It's so competitive. You have to hang on to Laravia while he's out of the rotation for two weeks, just out of the chance. Uh, I, dropped, <laughs> I dropped Zaire and I'm feeling sick about it. So I just wanted another Grizzly. Santi Aldama, Tori Craig, Trey Mann, Justice Winslow, Pat Connaughton, Buddy Heald. Just imagine following these guys career lustily that's right i was i was hoping i was hoping somebody had let chris duarte off their roster while he was uh, out nope yeah it, no. you can't drop the guys um anyways uh here here's the actual awards segment for um the international stackers of pancakes by the way if it weren't explicitly clear to play in the iShop negative fantasy league you have to be a patreon supporter so uh, there's always next year here we go uh honorable mention this week tyrese halliburton 0 for 9 malik beasley 1 for 10 fred van vliet 3 for 15 clay thompson 4 for 17 kelly Ubre 5 for 19 devin booker 6 for 22 terry rogier 8 for 28 i gotta say that those honorable mentions basically a hall of fame of, 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 of the traditional international Stackhouse of Pancakes regulars. Here we go. Three nominees from the last week. Emmanuel quickly in a win against the Bulls. That's right. The Knicks only win games. In a 23-point win, quickly was a one for 12 from the field. Three points, two assists, one rebound, one steal, zero turnovers, two personal fouls. Next is Chris Middleton. In, oh, a, yeah. in a 41-point loss to Dylan Brooks. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Chris Middleton. Dylan Brooks actually drove him insane and he, turned he, him into a violent person. Somehow, <laughs> somehow Dylan Brooks got under his skin so much two minutes into the game that Chris Middleton tackled Dylan Brooks. Sidewalk slam. It was two minutes into the game. Arn Anderson spine buster. And then Dylan Brooks talked trash to him afterwards. He like, he's like, Middleton doesn't like contact. <laughs> so like Love it. Middleton Tremendous. got annihilated by Dylan Brooks. It was, it was I had a lot of weird feelings. From Snatched one of the, his soul out from his body. one of the earliest uh, like pro Chris Middleton people, um, before his All Star years, being like this guy's my guy, he, he rules. Uh, Chris Middleton got destroyed by the Grizzlies. Anyways, the box score tells basically the whole story. Um, lost by forty one, was one for twelve, had three points, two rebounds, five assists, one steal, four turnovers, five five personal fouls. Four turnovers, five personal fouls, one for 12 from Chris Middleton. Love it. Who, by the way, hasn't played since this game. Yeah, I mean, he retired. <laughs> He's busy. If you, if you saw it, like, the reaction, in per- it's so, it was so humiliating. It was rough. Um. Anyways, uh, Chris Middleton, Emmanuel Quickly, and the third down. of the triumvirate. Another one of my favorite players. It was a weird week for me. Mikhail Bridges <laughs> in a loss down. to the Rockets. Mikhail Bridges was four for 24. 18 points, which is pretty solid. He got to the foul line. Doesn't matter. 18 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, one turnover, three personal fouls. Now, four for 24 is eye-popping. Yeah. Not in the box score is knowing at one point he was one for 18. Right. Which is, which is special. He, he, yeah, like we thought we were going to see. We the thought greatest. we were going to see an all timer. I was providing live updates. Right. This is one of those times where I start getting texts. I start getting DMs. Yeah. Very, very exciting all the way around. Um, I, I first clicked in when I believe he was one for 17. Like I, I missed the first. I, I'm sad to say I missed the first one for 17. I missed the, the pure euphoria of that ride of being like, we're going for it. We're going for Man. it. Um, he did finish four for 24. So what we're stuck with, uh, Emmanuel, quickly, you're off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're stuck with is Chris Middleton, one for 12, three points, four turnovers, five fouls, which is insane. Very bad. <laughs> Against four for 24, the more eye-popping, the rarer event as far as yeah. the number of field goal attempts missed, uh, a full 20 field goals attempts missed. Um, I'm going to recuse myself because having experienced it, I can't mm, comment. Separate. Um, the box score is 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 I'm too close to this one. So it's four for twenty four with eighteen points, two steals, three turnovers. Uh, I think, I think technically, and again, we keep it vague on purpose. This is much like the much like the Jerry West Clutch Award. They didn't describe the parameters to be used for picking it to keep it as open to discussion as possible. Right for, for me, the worst game which is what I normally go with, the worst game is Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. Like one for 12. I mean, although, imagine, fouls. He imagine tried very going hard. one for 12 and then miss, <laughs> and then going three for your next 12 and putting that all together for four. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, Chuck, what, what are your, I'm not going official I'm, yet. What are your leanings, Chuck? I'm going with uh, putrid against the Grizzlies, Chris Middleton. Mm. Um, that's my go-to it's now. definitely where my heart is. Yeah. I don't know. I he's tired of man. I yeah. took his mask. He's, he has to go to, yeah, therapy. He I, to, he's a hair versus hair man. To not, to not make it a split, <laughs> I'll, I'll agree. And Chris Middleton wins this award somehow 
Mikhail Bridges missing 20 shots and not getting the eye shot does not Truly amazing get the award. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is he's the first player in five years to have a four for 24 um, game. <laughs> he uh, of all players to attempt at least 24 field goal attempts. Um, the worst ever as far as field goal percentage is Drew Holiday, um, a, a famous two for 24 game. Uh, back when he was on the Sixers in 2013. Of course, the player with the most field goal attempts ever to shoot under 18% from the field. You guys want to jump in? No, don't got it. Um, Here's your hint. It occurred Jer- Jerry Stackhouse? In, in the 40s. <laughs> oh, Jumping Joe folks. There we yeah, go. Folks, That's yeah. what I needed. Jumping Joe folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a couple of eight, uh, eight for 46 game, a couple of seven, a couple of seven for forties. Oh man. What a guy. Man. Um, but congratulations, Mikhail getting off the hook and, uh, Chris Middleton on this week's international Stackhouse of pancakes award win. All right. Par fadeaway gentlemen. What things are we looking forward to in the coming week? John, what do you got, got, got your eye on? I love the Christmas day games. Yeah. There's a tradition in my house. What is it going to be like having the Grizzlies on Christmas Day? This is uncharted territory. Uh, I'm hopeful that it's not. Uh, I feel like we're past the uh, the uh, national game jitters. I, I think it's just going to be a beautiful thing. I mean. Like, against a team I loathe, so pretty pumped. I loathe the Warriors. This is the first Grizzlies-Warriors meeting of the season. Steph Curry supposedly out for the game. Desmond Bain is supposed to be out for the game, but two days ago, Desmond Bain tweeted eyes emoji. So we don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, the lineup's amazing. <laughs> the only bad game is Lakers Mavs, which everyone loves the Lakers and the Mavs anyways. So like, right. It's really good game. Sixers Knicks is, uh, you know, they basically have the same record. Bucks Celtics at one point was the two best teams in the league. I'm, I don't know. I think losing twice to the Magic may have undone the Celtics forever. Uh, <laughs> the Celtics have lost four out of five. I know. Yeah. Suns Nuggets is awesome. I mean, it's. I mean, I I am going to, like you know, saddle up from morning till till midnight. You know, it's going to be great. How the NFL playing games on on the Christmas Day too? How how's this going to affect your life? I mean, you know, I'm back in on the NFL. I know like, you ruined it. You jumped back in and ruined the Titans. I did, but <laughs> can we talk? I know this is a, this is a business of non-basketball side, but if your team does something that is as a close to an explicit abject apology to its fans as the Titans did by firing their general manager the day <laughs> after the player he traded sons you yeah. in front of God and everyone, yeah. I feel I have an obligation to yeah. be like, you know what? You said you were sorry. I oh, accept I like that back. I love that. They haven't, I mean, I love, I, they haven't won what since then. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I didn't really want to go back. I don't want Sundays taken away from me again. I was loving my my free Sundays, but I feel like I, I'm, if I don't do that, I'm just full of it. What, I have to come back. Yeah. What does sorry look like? Firing your GM. Yes. That's what sorry looks like. Yes. I appreciate um, it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to never having to write a joke again for this podcast. I've uh, There's this uh, website, chat.openai.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, where you could go in and write, ask an AI to do work for you. And what I did was put in um, write NBA jokes for a breakfast theme NBA podcast. And here are some <laughs> of the here are some of the great ones that I got. Okay, 
Why was the basketball court always hungry during breakfast time? Because it kept missing its cereal. Okay, that one isn't the best, but we'll we'll keep going. Okay. Uh, Why was the NBA player's omelet so tough to beat? Because it was an excellent defender with the word eggs. I got it. Got it. I mean, stop. Only you can prevent this, Keith. You just hit Oh, I love it. I want the AI jokes more. Here's the thing. Why did... Why did the NBA player order a side of bacon with his breakfast? Because it needed a little extra sizzle on the court. Hit Guys. the leave Zoom meeting button. John. End. Oh, man. These jokes it's... are indistinguishable from Chuck's actual jokes. These are. That's <laughs> oh. why I could do these forever and you guys never no. have to know the difference. I'm looking Cruelty. forward to it. The breakfast pun jokes that Chuck swigs out every now and then. Is, is, mm-hmm. is, that's that sizzle one got me. Do you have any more? I, um, let's see. Why did the orange refuse to play basketball with the other fruits? I'm leaving. Because it was too appealing. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Why couldn't the is pancake that an appealing, play? Appalling mis- misstep? What's happening? I, I don't know. Why did the eggs team up with the bacon for the game? Because they were a crackling duo. <laughs> is this um, the basketball Jones? The, What's happened here? The, the oat bran. Um, Where's Trey? Where's Taco Trey? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to a few, few, a few things. Um, not the least of which is more AI jokes. Uh, not only did the Grizzlies play on Christmas Day, they play the Nuggets. Like one and one and two in the West play on Tuesday night. Then they play the time. Suns on Friday night. Uh, also on prime time. I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try to go to that Suns game. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, what you doing out in Phoenix, man? I thought there was a home game. No. Oh no, Dang we're it. all on the road. You should definitely oh, go to Fex Forum yeah. on Friday. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And, and see what's Let's there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let me find out what's playing at the Phoenix Forum. Uh, Lizzo. It's it's not Lizzo and Lotto. That's April 26th. <laughs> Get your tickets at the Phoenix Forum uh, box office. Uh, also, like what? What are in fact the Raptors and Bulls going to do? They are uh, they are trash cans. I I mean I spend my actual money on a, on Raptors to make the playoffs, and it, it was not good odds. We've done the Raptors over like nine years in a row. Yep. I mean the Raptors have a point differential of the seventh best team in the East. That being that, I think we need to raise the banner. Raise the banner. What I Put think that it, on t-shirts. It, what I think we're looking at is just a year where nothing makes sense. Where when a team goes like two for eight in ten in their you know in ten games, you go, oh, they're a bad basketball team. But they'll probably go eight and two again at some point. Yeah. Um. I there. It's just wild variance because of the parity in this league. Nothing makes sense. Uh. The Knicks winning seven in a row doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but it'll it'll all work itself out. I mean, I the, Raptors the Raptors games are all pretty close. They aren't losing games by a lot, um, and it's a strange, strange season. We can't make uh, uh, you know up for down and down for up this year. It, there's a lot of our narratives and the things that we used to go point at and say the team's bad. I don't think can be really true this year because no. of how close games are. And how good every team is, and how everybody's kind of as good as the other, except for the rarefied air in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's very much like. Uh, I mean, a week ago we were saying the Pelicans were the best, and then they just didn't win for a week. Yeah, they lost, right. They lost four straight or so. 
It's so, true. Like, I, it's true. It's just confusing. And I know that doesn't help us because what we like to do is be certain. But this year, I think we're not, we're not going to know anything until the playoffs. And then the playoffs are going to come and we're going to be floored when teams we think suck beat teams that we think are good. I mean, I still like I still fear the Warriors and they have they have the worst record. They have the worst road record in the NBA. I mean, every I was, team, all teams. I was shooting. I was shooting for them to win, like uh, to lose 90 percent of their games at home uh, on the road and win 90 percent of their games yeah. on at home. Like, I <laughs> think that still might happen. I mean, I yeah. don't even know what this this trade season is supposed to start at some point. I mean, I saw some report that like multiple teams have offered first round picks for Eric Gordon. That can't be true. Who would no. do? Why? Why? Who would do that? But like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just it's chaos. But this is, I think, a beautiful thing because we have this weird year where where tanking is actually like you can actually get a generational talent if you tank, but also you want to make the playoffs because. You know, parody and or, or the the play in is a as turn because, teams that and, would normally and, and tank because Adam into Silver a, Adam Silver let the league know in a memo that uh, the lottery is fixed. So don't right. Even, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> don't even we're tank. giving. There's no point. We're giving Victor Webanyama to the Spurs. We have to sit on it. We, we as have, long as it's not the Rockets, please don't put him on the Rockets. The Rockets are too cool, man. <laughs> They're Smith, so cool. Jabari Smith is cool. Um, they almost beat my heat, and it, they were fun to watch. I'll finish this. this. It is a wild season, but the only constant we have in this world, and maybe one of my favorite things about this NBA season, is I, I, I've sort of fallen a lot of Sixers fans. And uh, <laughs> I'm now seeing – buckle up for this. I'm now seeing, hey, man, when Maxi returns, he's got to come off the bench. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we got, we, like, they're like, they're like if Maxi returns, he's, he's got to be six-man. We, we need his boots off the bench. Are you more into to, the to, Sixers to or the Grizzlies right now? No, the honest. Sixers are still horrifying to watch. Horrifying to watch, <laughs> but like, man, if if they just if, if you're given forty minutes to Melton, oh my God, um, and uh, and now they're and, and they're winning games, or they're saying like, man, PJ Tucker's got to go to the bench. We got we yeah. we, 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 we we which honestly that is true. Yeah, uh, yeah you got to yeah, play yeah. Harden, Maxi, Melton, Tobias, and Embiid. Um, no, that's that's the only constant in my world. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Anyways, uh, if you want to support our show, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Make sure you follow at MemGrizz and at Grind City Media across all social channels for behind the scenes and breaking news on the Memphis Grizzlies. You can follow me at Fast Break Break. John is Master John Burr. Chuck is the Mighty Chuck. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fan break, break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.